Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Everything in Between. It's a podcast about what, Clayton? I forget. It's a podcast from A to B and everything in between. Wait, A to B? A to B, yeah, A, so A point one. D and C, never mind. No, A point oh one. Okay. Those are just three of the five that are in between. Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Clayton Dryden. Yeah. Is What's I, your name? Uh, my name is Nathan. Nathan Charles, actually. Today is uh, ooh. December 17th. December 17th, that's right, Clayton. Um, it's it's also, Clayton, if you didn't know, it's National Maple Syrup Day. I was not informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not informed. Um, personally, big fan of maple syrup. Me are too. You, are you? Yeah. Me too. Well, I mean, we do have to remember, um, for all those you know people out there who are extremely particular, there's a difference between like... Aunt Jemima's syrup mm-hmm. and maple syrup. True, you know, because you know Aunt Jemima's a little bit thicker. It's a little bit more sugar based, you know, sugar additive. Yep. Uh, but then you have na- maple syrup, which is extremely runny. People often forget that. Yeah. Maple syrup is extremely runny. Yeah. Maple syrup is very interesting. I've got a few maple syrup facts pulled up here on the old computer. Would you like to hear something? I would love to it's hear. Pretty them. interesting. So, did you know that sap from the sugar maple tree? Is about ninety eight percent water and only two percent sugar. Really? Yep. Other nutrients and minerals to make pure maple syrup. Uh oh, and and other. So to make pure maple syrup, the sap needs to be boiled to evaporate a lot of the water away, and in the end, maple syrup is thirty three percent water and sixty seven percent sugar. Wow. Yep. Just like my sh- my blood veins. You're so sweet. Sugar. That's because you're so sweet, Clayton. <laughs> it's also because I have a terrible diet. <laughs> uh, did you know that the sweet sap of the sugar maple was valued by indigenous peoples long before the arrival of Europeans in Canada? Now Canada produces roughly 80% of the world's maple, maple syrup. And actually, 92% is produced by the uh, or by Quebec alone. Kind of interesting. Those, I didn't know that. Those Quebecans... They're really just getting at it. They're on their grind. Folks, they're, they're at let's the get trees. this syrup. Let's get this syrup. Let's get on these trees. Those are some good maple syrup facts. Thank uh, you very I've much. I've got one more if you'd like oh, it. Oh, mm-hmm. so bonus fact. Pure or Michigan. Of course, this is Michigan's like tourist um, thing. Michigan always taking the Michigan. Michigan's they're always of, taking the credit. Michigan is kind of flexing here, but okay. I love it. I want to hear it. Because it's not really that good of a flex. Uh, rank, Michigan ranks fifth in the United States for maple syrup production at about 90,000 90, 90, 90, gallons per year. Brain wasn't working on that one. <laughs> so not only is Michigan fifth, but that's in America. Like they're, They don't even come close to the numbers in Canada. Yeah, so what, can, what kind of flex is that? Like, yeah, it's we're number an, it's, five, it's baby. It's not really that much of a flex. We're number five. I wonder who this four, three, two, and one. I mean, I can check if you'd like. Not really. Sounds like a a worthless kind of Yeah, it does kind of sound worthless. But, I mean, that's kind of typical Michigan, though. Always flexing something. Just kind of flexing. Like, yeah. Just like their football team, you know, flexing. We're number, what are they, number six? Uh, I don't think they made it to the college football playoff They year. did not, absolutely. Big rip, my guy. Um, so I guess that kind of naturally transitions pancakes or waffles. Pancakes or waffles. Do we have this? I don't think we've. Talked I don't think this. we've talked about this. Although I myself, on a personal level, yes. have had this. Uh, yeah, I agree. This conversation. I, I've definitely had this before. There's a there's a there's a good there's a right answer to this. I want to just preface by saying I love both 
a lot. Oh, as do I. Both of them, wonderful. You know, in 2018, you kind of have to make sure you got all your bases covered. I don't want to be thrown off the pancake industry, which has so heavily endorsed me. Mm-hmm. This is not a this is not a burn on pancakes. Oh, are you about to do what I think you're gonna do? I think waffles are better than pancakes. How could you say something so bold, but yet so true? Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Just you, kidding. Give, pancakes are better. Yeah, they are. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I I I, I, I kind of got you there. So hard I kind of got you there. <laughs> I was actually like genuinely happy. There. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. While while again, both are very good. I think that in their truest basic form, pancakes are the superior product. They are, they're just, there's something about them that they have a quality and, and maybe it's not like even in, even in, in, in the material world, in this, in this world we call earth and the society and in the United States of America, perhaps it's something almost ethereal that in my mind makes pancakes better. See, but but Here, again, here's my argument. Go ahead. Here's my argument. <clears throat> there is only one way that a pancake can be cooked that I enjoy, and that is very thin, and like almost I don't want to say rubbery, but that's really the closest thing that I yeah. can think of is like rubbery and flexible. But most pancakes that you find at like a restaurant are going to be thick and extremely cakey and like fragile, and they're like splitting and like leaving like chunks everywhere. Really, th- I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that. However, I mean, a waffle, there's so many different ways. Like, it can be thin and floppy. It can be crunchy and thick. Belgian waffle style. There's so many different styles of waffles, and they're all great. Sure. Okay. Here. Okay, here's my response. Yeah. I think that pancakes, um, they have a lot more than just, like, oh, the, the little ones or the, the like, buttermilk. Because you're talking about the buttermilk. Which are the the really thick ones? Yeah, and in my experience, those have actually stayed together very well. I think those, the like the buttermilk stuff. If you get a big one, that that stuff that'll fill you up. But also, you talked about how there's a lot of different kinds of waffles. Don't sleep on the many variations that you can do with pancakes. Oh, I'm not saying that there's no vari- variations. I just feel like there's more opportunity in the waffle land. Sure, because you're not setting yourself up to, up to be like, well, it has to be, you know this i will concede the argument that waffles have a better that they're more accessible i think that they're easier to make like take for instance um frozen waffles i think uh-huh. like i know you've bought frozen pancakes and i yeah i was like that's kind of strange but frozen waffles to me is not strange and i and oh i don't think it's very strange to a lot of people considering it's like mainstream and like yeah in shows like this like the like the stranger thing the stranger thing the one Strange thing that happened. Please in that watch show. our strange thing. <laughs> hey, you know, gu- hey guys, this is pretty strange. It's pretty strange. Please watch our show. Um, coming out, I think they're coming out with a third season. With the third aren't strangest they? thing. Honestly, I can't wait. I actually, really do like that show quite a bit. But but that's beside the point. Which one is stranger out of the three? Just real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's that because um, I'm getting really tired of them. You know, advertising that this is the stranger thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the last two were pretty strange. <laughs> Um, it's definitely the kid with the big poofy hair and the gap in his teeth. I love that kid to death. Yeah. If anything would happen to that kid, oh, I'd I'd have to go sick. They would go stranger. I would go strange. strange I would I would do some strange things. 
Where, uh, back where to waffles. We? Back to waffles. Waffles. You were talking about freezer waffles. Ego. Yeah, ego. Like yeah. It, it's it's much more accessible. Ego makes freezer pancakes. Just they do. Oh, yeah. okay. Boom. I mean, thank you. Yep. But I think I think we can agree to disagree on this subject. Both of them are great. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. I also feel like frozen waffles are further from what waffle truly is than frozen pancakes are to pancakes. Because when I bought those freezer pancakes, they were just straight up like I could have made them on the pan and then stuck them in the freezer. Yeah. But when you pull out like an Eggo waffle, it's a little bit different. You know, yeah. you know when you're eating that, you know you're not really getting a waffle experience. It's just kind of like a good enough substitute, I suppose. Okay. I understand. I understand where you're coming from for sure. Not good or bad, just, you know. No. Yeah. So, Clayton, I was on Twitter oh, earlier no. today. I know. Now, tw- Twitter's fun. We love um, Twitter. We love Twitter. Oh, uh. that's what it was. Shoot. Um, but there was something trending on Twitter that I thought was pretty interesting because it, it did intrigue me as a as like a question that I thought to ask you on this here podcast that we do so enjoy. Um, it was talking about the first thing that you did when you were left alone as a kid. For me, uh, it was 100% just blasting music like as loud as I could yeah blasting music and like playing video games that was what I did music thing when I was like maybe like 13 or 14 like it wasn't like when I was little I was really interested in blasting music but we have like a really nice like not really home theater but like a decent like sound system on our tv and so as soon as people would leave I'd hop on that and just like I I had I knew instantly I was like what songs do I want to hear on this since I don't get to I don't get to blast it when people are home. Yeah. Yeah. When I was really young, um, one of the early Christmases that I remember, my aunt actually got both me and my sister little um, MP3 players. And while obviously our um, music taste wasn't incredible, it was mostly like old music and like um, old rock that my aunt listened to. <laughs> but like still, that was like my stuff. And my j- those were my jams. Your jams. Some good... Uh, Gloria Epstein. Oh, what is that song? It's like, uh, Kong. Is it Conga? Come on, shake your body, baby, do that Conga. Oh, that was that was thirteen-year-old Nate's such a good song. jam. That is such bro. a good song. And also, there was a Ricky Martin. Big song. ups to Futurama. Big ups. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, oh man. When people left the house and you were left home alone mm-hmm. to lost in New York, did you ever do the thing where you would like run into every room or at least like run upstairs and go, hello? And see if everyone, and like make sure everyone was gone. Cause sometimes, like, I did, like, sometimes if it was like, oh, I saw mom and dad leave, but I didn't know if, t- if my brother was there, yeah. I didn't know if my sister was there. I'm you ever do to that? I think, I'm sure I did it in like some aspect where I'd be like, hello? Like, yeah. I had a, I mean, odd flex. Like, my house was a little bit bigger growing up. Yeah. Because we had a lot of people in it. That's just a normal flex. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you down. And okay. It's a normal it's flex. kind of a flex. So no, it's not. A, there's like a, a lot a of rooms like upstairs. Um, But my house was like, I think that at a certain point, my house was a little too big because things would freak me out. Like, okay, you know the Joker from the Dark Knight movie? That was, yeah. that was a villain that stuck with me for a while. Really? The Joker, yeah. Whenever I would like... Whenever it was late and in like the downstairs and like the the main floor with like the kitchen and the living room uh-huh. was like dark, I would go to like the fridge or like go get a glass of water and I'd always like check down in the living room just to make sure the Joker wasn't there. 
and make sure he's watching TV in the <laughs> living room. <laughs> that was just something that I did. It, it was like always in the back of my head. Like even you want to know how I got the ET ch- channel, the the extra tonight channel. No, Joker, you didn't pay that fifteen dollar fee, did you? I paid the free. No. Uh, how, how, how come that? How come that character stuck with you? Because um, he isn't really like a, he's not a shock character it, really. He's no. just like a, he's like creepy. I agree. I'm not saying he's not scary, but like, I don't know what I'd be afraid of if I was afraid of him being in my house. Like if I saw him there, what would I be afraid of that he'd like, say something to me? Because he doesn't really do anything in the movie where he's like, sure, yeah, ah, scary, jumping at you. I honestly can't answer that question. Yeah, honestly, it was just an irrational fear. Like it was just that's compl- it's completely it, rational to be afraid of a Joker. True. It wasn't even specifically the. Dark Knight Joker, like the one with oh, like the, the like Heath Ledger, str- yeah, the Heath Ledger like stringy hair Joker. It was he, he was it was honestly more of like a hybrid between like the animated Jokers that I had seen as a kid, Ooh. and then also this one where I was like, yo, yo, this <laughs> this stuff got pretty real pretty quick. You yeah, know what I mean, like actually the the animated ones I can see easier being like a fear, you know, of yeah. somebody because they they seem to like do more themselves. Joker just seems to Joker and Dark Knight just seems to kind of set things up and like kind of toy with you, you know? He toys yeah. with you a lot. Yeah. For sure. There were a lot of kid villains that I didn't really care for. Um like most of them were like whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was one and I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I know I have told this to someone before. The one Disney villain that continues to creep me out to this day and I'm upset because I think there's um I think Emma Stone was like rumored to be playing this character in an upcoming live action remake. Thanks Disney, Cruella Deville from really? the from the One Hundred One Dalmatians movies. Okay, here is my reasoning for this. Every other Disney villain wanted something like they were doing X to get Y. They were hurting X to get Y. Like they were doing something. Literally, all this woman wanted was a coat, bro. All she wanted was to just kill these innocent puppies to just wear them around bro that is so <laughs> twisted disney did way too good of a job they on really that went one off. they really went off on that one it won that one is just like it's ooh not good not good yeah oh that one creeps me out uh you know it was a villain that got me kind of way probably way more than it should have yeah and by way more i mean way way more mm mm-hmm. mhm do you know uh do you know the stories the IP of Richie Rich? Yes. So for the listeners who don't know, Richie Rich was yeah. like this little comic book very old uh, comic book. very old comic book where this kid was as the name might imply extremely rich. Yeah. He had a very His rich dad family. Was very rich. Rich dad, rich mom. He had like a robot butler. ABC Family the family one. There is a movie about that, isn't there? Did did a live action movie with Macaulay Culkin? Oh my gosh! I of Richie about Rich, that. the something happens where Richie like goes into an alternate timeline. Basically, he kind of he kind of pulls a a little space time mm-hmm. movement, goes to a different dimension where things are like evil. The robot butler turns the corner at one point. And shoots fire out of his mouth. <laughs> that robot scared me so bad I couldn't sleep for days. 
Really? I struggled to sleep for days. I thought he was going to be in every corner. I thought he was in the darkened part of the house. That robot (laughs) was absolutely terrifying. (laughs) And what's worse is that I didn't even get any consolation from my sister and mother. They laughed. They loved it that I was... petrified of this it's a fire breathing robot i don't get how that's so funny to be afraid of i don't know i just keeps me up at night sometimes i get chills and i can still feel his presence to find this robot but we've seen i really don't want you to okay i won't um i'm just looking through the richie rich wikipedia page i don't think anybody's watched that movie for six years uh it was yeah made in 1994 macaulay culkin's in it really it's that old wow yeah um I just realized that, um, and I think I actually knew this, but it's funny now that I'm going back and looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. His name is uh, Richard Dollar Sign Rich. Really? <laughs> he's it's he's like a, a rapper. That's a rapper. Bro. Yeah, a rapper, rapper name. That's amazing. Ty Dollar Sign's uh, cousin. <laughs> no. Rich Dollar Sign Rich. Richard Dollar Sign Rich. Was it? Was the butler a woman? Don't believe. Uh, maybe it was. I don't remember. I don't know. Let's move on. I yeah. don't. I, I. I don't want to keep. Th- I don't want to keep arresting my mind on this. Yeah, I- Irana. I don't know the name. I'm pretty sure that's it. I've had uh, many memories from that time were erased. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move. On. Uh, suppressed over time. We'll move on. Clayton, it's December. It is. Now, snow has already fallen here in Iowa City. Um, come and gone. Come and gone. It's gone now. It was actually a pretty nice day today. Um, but it's going to snow again. Hopefully. Which brings up the question. What do you think is the best wintertime sport? Best wintertime mm-hmm. sport. You ever played snow football? It's like regular yeah, football, but you played in, play in the snow. But you played in the snow. That stuff tires you out real yeah. fast. My dad actually pulled, like, something when we were playing that as a kid. I felt really bad. Especially if you're playing in, like, full snow gear, mm-hmm. like snow pants, yep. snow boots. Oh, yeah. The overalls. I will know, say. The snow overalls. A lot more fun tackling, though. Oh, so much more fun yeah. tackling. Because you don't feel bad. You can do, you can hit somebody you can really, pretty much as hard as you can. And, and when I say it's so much more fun to tackle, what I really mean is it's really fun to get tackled because that's all that I did oh, yeah. as a small little boy. <laughs> you little boy. Um. <laughs> It was really easy for me to get absolutely pummeled by the 95% of the population that's bigger than me. Yep. Um, But yeah, you have all the padding and you have the snow on the ground. So like you have no fears. No fears. You just kind of go for it. It was fun. Uh, You know, it's a really cool snow sport. What? And I was not introduced to this until like maybe I think it was like 2010, 2012 with the Olympics. Snowboard cross. Okay. You get four or five snowboarders. They're all standing at the gates. You race down on this snow track, doing jumps, doing tricks. Yeah, it's a it's a snowboard race. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it is cool. How did nobody think of snow snowboard cross. races snow before cross, that? Yeah, when snow you think cross. of like when you think of like skiing and snowboarding, most people are like it's solo. You know, you're yeah. just kind of going down the hill. You avoid other people. This puts you right. Right next. It puts to you it. right on the griddle. All right. Yeah. The steaming griddle of snowboard skill, competition, and competition. You got other people to beat, all right? Yeah. This is no longer a beat yourself kind of sport. Like, um, I've seen people like they're they're like so close to winning, and then they just buff it at the yeah. end. Yeah, it's so and many times like, that Whoa. last there was like a big last jump. Yep. And all the time, somebody would be really far ahead, and they they'd whiff that just landing, buff it on that jump, or yeah. some like they'd stick it, 
but somebody was going a little bit faster, and then they just, boom. They just right past them. A little bit of ASMR there. A little bit of ASMR. I don't get the stereo effect though. Yeah, so. no, that's okay. Yeah, that is a good one. That's a very interesting one to watch. That's for sure. Any uh, Olympics. I know. I, I just. I know. I just brought up a point, but this one just popped into my mind. Go ahead. Snow sport with the most potential. Snowball fights. Ooh. Snowball fights are really fun, they but are. I think we can all agree. A little messy. They're always messy, and nobody knows how to plan one. Nobody ha- knows how to get a group together and say, "Okay, snowball fight time." Okay. I think if there were like boundaries or rules or like some kind of generally accepted like here's how you snowball fight, yeah. I think it could be so much fun because most people just do, oh, it's a snowball oh, in the parking lot and now it's like four people and then somebody gets mad because you're doing it over, you know, the principal's or, car or, you know, and you got to... Ro- somebody gets hit in the Somebody face. puts a rock in the snowball. Yeah, somebody get- <sighs> what? Did you do that? No, no, I'm just saying like you, like you could put something like okay. really heavy... Yeah, maybe sharp in a snowball, and then if it was like he- headed towards somebody's like cranium, <laughs> it might do a little, you know, a little extra. I definitely extra damage. I definitely feel that there's not a lot of of because uh, you know with other like aiming sports, a lot like dodgeball or even I mean, me some dodgeball. I I was thinking about paintball because obviously in paintball, like when you get hit, it like it you it's know obvious. You got hit. Yeah, but with dodgeball. That element is kind of taken aback, taken taken away by the fact that you're usually in an open court with no obstacles. Yeah, but with with snowball fights, usually you're playing around the like big piles of snow that somebody like like brought up. Or you're, yeah, like, or like around trees. trees. Yep. You know, Parking so it's lot. like it's harder to to be like, "Ha, huh, Jeremy, you didn't hit me." Jeremy's like, "Yeah, I did. I got you in your leg." And you're like, "No, that was my." That was you got the snow and it just bounced up. Yeah. So snow's hard to see. Uh, s- snowballs are hard to separate yeah. from snow because so they're made maybe, out of the same thing. How about this? Maybe if we gave people, um, if we gave the combatants like a colored dye, like maybe one team Ooh. gets a bottle like blue dye and the other team gets a bottle of red dye, and then when we see the red fly. That's a good idea. That's when we, like, if you see red snow on someone, it's like... Yeah, I'll be the yellow snow team. They gotcha. Yellow snow? Yellow snow team. Okay. You'll you'll know, all right? You'll <laughs> know when we roll up. And we don't run out, all right? We don't need to go back into the house to get die. Yeah. That's the only way I can really think. Maybe, do you have any other ways? I mean, it, that seems a little impractical, the beauty but I'm sure there's some way we could do it. The beauty and the reason why I pulled up this, this snowball topic of potential is because... Snowball fights are what you make it, all right? Sure. If you and your friend just stand behind a wall, uh, you each have like a small barrier, a little barricade, mayhaps, and just throw and then duck back down, and then throw and then duck duck back down. That's going to be an awful snowball fight. Yeah. Now, if you're making snowballs, and you got them kind of scooped up in your left arm, like you're cradling a small ice baby, and you're running... At your friend, and you're doing, like, dive throws, and you're okay. like, ooh, dodging the snowballs, yeah. and then you have somebody behind you, and you're like, well, now fire. I got to go all out, you yeah. know? You There's so much room to do wonderful snowball fighting. Okay. I understand. So, yeah, it is, it is really what you make of it. It is really yeah. what you make of it. Because, like, yeah, I don't know. 
Hey, if you guys, if you, if anybody knows a snowball fight artist, please contact us. Please, our DMs are open. We'd love to talk uh, some ideas. An you know? artist? What do they do? Well, like a snowball official, snowball fight official, official, official maybe there some kind no. of regulator. I bet, I bet there's one out there. I bet there's I an official snowball. Mm. I bet there's an official snowball league. Mm. All right, let's move on to the next. There's a lot of. Let's move on to the next like segment, but I'm going to be searching for Snowball League. No, I mean, I think this is an interesting topic to stay on because I don't think there's an official Snowball League. I'm looking it up. There's no way. Because it's just, it's two grassroots. <laughs> He's on his phone. He's searching. He's searching the web. Yukiga Sun is a snowball fighting competition from Japan. <sighs> the Japanese. The Japanese are on this. Uh, sorry, Nate, but I'm moving to Japan. Japan. <laughs> there Darn. are annual tournaments in Japan, Norway, Russia, Australia, Sweden, Alaska, America, Canada. America, let's get in this. The let word is, consists of the Japanese words yuki. I mean, Alaska is kind of right. Yuki means snow. Yeah. And kasen, which means battle. It, this isn't a snowball fight. Snow this is a battle. snow battle. That's awesome. All right? That's actually really cool. This is fantastic. They have a set number of snowballs. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I thought about that, but I didn't know how set it would work. Set number of snowballs. Mm-hmm. 90 is what they get. Oh, okay, okay. How many people are on the team? Or is it just 1v1? I don't think it's 1v1. <clears throat> um, two teams with seven players each. Wow. So that's what not even that many snowballs. Put them in? It looks like it's a pretty small... Yeah. It's a pretty small arena. And then, like, do you get lives, or is it, like, one-hit wonder? I, it looks like it's a one-hit, and you out That'd be kind of situation. Spicy. I'd love to see that. Those Japanese, though, darn, they're innovative. I wonder what set snow... I feel like that kind of takes away part of snowball... Excuse me, snow battles. No, no I, feel like, I feel like it would make you be more strategic. It would bring an element of strategy. I agree. You, you can't be fling-flanging. But isn't some of the fun of snowball fighting, like... Making Maybe the snowballs? if you're an amateur. Oh. But if you're you a professional, every move you make is calculated and practiced and thought out. Let me hit you back with some strategy, uh, a, a retort Kay. to your strategy. Isn't part of the strategy how you make your snowballs? Because you can make a really, you know, you can make a big old snowball, sneak up behind somebody, woof them on the back, and they're like, you're done, you know. I mean, you there's no there's no denying that hit. I mean, if you're or you can make a small like fist fist snowball and yeah, like fling baseball. that one like baseball. Yeah, I mean that's like the the common practice is smaller snowballs. Why do you think bringing bigger snowballs, lugging around larger snowballs when when just one hit kills bigger hit? <laughs> you're not trying to hurt them. Nate, I'm gonna say this again: bigger hit. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> let's move on. Um, I really think that the best wintertime sport is, okay, it's either figure skating mm-hmm. or speed skating. I think, Ooh, okay, I, two obviously skatings. I like the, like the, the, the hills and stuff, but at the end of the day, the skills required to do like speed skating and, and or ice skating are insane like yeah people okay you don't really hear about ice skaters going and like 
like trans- figure skaters, figure skaters transitioning and in, in, in using their skills to go into another sport. Yeah, you hear about that all the time about uh, you know Sean White, uh, one of the greatest snowboarders to ever compete in the Olympic Games. Do you agree? I agree. Started out as a skateboarder and then transitioned. Yeah, it's it's just there's nothing like it, and that's why I think they're the best. Mm. Like speed skating, it's like impressive to watch on on like TV, but actually like watching some like behind the scenes footage of that stuff they are going very fast yeah and they're working really hard exactly and they are they're gassed by the time they're done with their with their races these things look easy yeah because they make them look easy they're not we assume easy. we assume that the loss of friction the slide yeah feature the slide aspect kind of kind of uh, reduces how much work they're having to put in that's not that's not true at that's all not so that's not true at all so not true. I, I I think those like skating sports are just. I feel like I, f- and figure I skater might take the cake though because yeah. you got jumps. Mm-hmm. Nobody's oh jumping in speed skating. All right. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, I give it a lot of props because I know it's something that I personally could never do. Yeah. Like it is. It takes a certain special kind of person to be able to do that and do that at like a very high level. Maybe maybe we throw hockey in there as well as like a small little like. Hockey gets a shout out here. Yeah, because they're also on the ice. They're also yeah, very much on the ice. I think they've got. I mean, okay, I think hockey requires a different set of skills. Yeah, and obviously hockey players are are very like very good athletes. Like they, I've said this before. Like I think hockey might be the hardest like professionally played sport. Uh-huh. Like consistently, it requires like the balance. It requires incredible balance that no other sport really has. It requires the toughness of football, the dexterity, like the the longevity of soccer, mm-hmm. basketball. Not really, but maybe like team play of basketball. You can yeah. say that. Um, but like the shifts that guys on like hockey. My, my dad plays hockey in high school, so he know or in yeah in high school, and uh, so he like kind of knows how hockey works, and he's explained it to me. But like the the like shifts that they go on, because like you can only be on ice for like four minutes tops before like. Even the best player is like totally gassed, because it's again it's like soccer where there's a lot of like slow skating and then there's just dead sprinting. Yeah, and you have to like be able to transition into that incredibly quick. So, hockey, yeah, hockey's a big shoutouts to an incredible sport. hockey. I think that's gonna be it for today's episode. Is that gonna we're be gonna it for try today? To, I think we're gonna try to keep them around half an hour. Keep around half an I hour. I think that's a... We don't, hey, we don't want to take too much of your time, we don't but we appreciate exactly. what you give. Yeah. All right. I think half an hour is like a good length of a podcast. You know, sometimes if we really get into a deep discussion, we'll go a little bit longer, but I think 30 minutes is a good is a good time. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Well, thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for you know taking at least some time out of your day to listen to us blabber on about different stuff. Who knows what? We appreciate it, at least. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Bye-bye.